Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Boos. Welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing haunted paintings. Whoa. Bookity. I'm a little scared. I don't know what to expect in this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little freaky deeped out. I was getting a little freaky deeped when I was researching this. I think haunted paintings and I think of the nun from The Conjuring. When I think of wow. haunted paintings, I think of the stretching room on the haunted mansion. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. You know, I think of that scary lady from It when she came out of the painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flute lady, Benji says. Yeah, her. <laughs> she scared me. I also think of that bitch from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh my God, I love her. <laughs> She's like, is this your blanket? <laughs> All right. We didn't do anything in the time since we recorded last episode to this one. So we all know how each other's week has been. What did we want to discuss before we get into our paintings? Benji suggested which Tim Burton character are each of us. <laughs> okay. I feel like... Hmm. I feel like... For myself, I kind of want to say Sweeney Todd because... But that's not accurate at all, but I just like... I'm on a plate straight. I just like him, though. That's why I wanted to say <laughs> I feel like I would be Edward Scissorhands because he's misunderstood and I feel like I'm a little misunderstood. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Bobby would be... Ah, I don't think I watch enough Tim Burton for this. I definitely do not, so I'm not partaking. Emily would be <laughs> Willy Wonka from... <laughs> <laughs> or the blonde mom in that movie. <laughs> um, Bobby would be... Frank and Weenie. Yes. Still need to see that movie. It's depressing. I don't suggest. I know, but sometimes I like to make myself cry. <laughs> Not this way. Oh, okay. Oh, that's ben very, said, very nice of you, Benjamin. Aww. <laughs> it's cottage core witch vibes. Um, what do you think, Mom? Brooke, I feel like you'd be Emily. Corpse bride. Corpse bride. I would be a dead bride. <laughs> um, Emily. Emily would be Mrs. Lovett. <laughs> I was low-key gonna say that. Yes. All right, I agree. <laughs> my answer <laughs> <sighs> I feel like I'd be the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas that just turns oh. his head around every oh, time yes, he's I angry about him. <laughs> yeah. an icon truly alright yeah. do we want to head on into our paintings here 
Sure. So the first painting we will be discussing is titled The Hands Resist Him. And it was created in 1972 by an artist named William Stoneham. Get it, Willie. That name. (laughs) Should I pull up the pictures of these so that you guys can see? Yeah, sure. Okay, let me find this one. Do you want to do that first and then I'll go or? Um, Yeah, hang on. Okay. Okay, so this is the first one. Yeah, that's haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. The picture depicts a sullen looking young boy standing next to a girl doll with hollowed out eyes and a frown. The most eerie part of the piece, aside from the way the boy and doll look, is the disembodied hands of young children reaching towards the boy from being behind the glass door panel. Terrifying. In 1974, the painting was put on display at the Fine Garden Gallery in Beverly Hills, where it was reviewed by reviewed by an art critic Henry Seldes, and the later purchased by actor John Marley. Okay, John. A few. <laughs> A few years later, Henry Seldes died, then the gallery owner, and then John Marley in 1984. That's suspicious. Yeah, it is. After Marley died, the painting disappeared, not resurfacing until years later in 2000 when it was listed on eBay. That's Of all the places. Of all the places. All right. Um, Whoever the new owner was was trying to get rid of the painting because they claimed it was haunted. The new owner stated that the boy and the doll would fight with each other during the night, thus terrifying their four-year-old daughter. Allegedly, they set up a motion-sensing camera in the room and captured the boy leaving the picture frame and fleeing in terror. That's scary. That gave me the chilly willies. I would poop myself. (laughs) Mood. (laughs) They warned people who were unfamiliar with supernatural events to not buy the painting on all um, and ultimately, it sold for $1,025 to a buyer in Michigan. The current owner keeps it in storage and allegedly re- refuses large amounts of money from people interested in buying the piece. I have a conspiracy theory that Zach Baggins bought it. <laughs> he buys everything. I know. <laughs> That's why it surprised me. <laughs> After seeing the media attention his painting was receiving, Stoneham decided to come out and say what made him create such a chilling masterpiece. He said that the boy in the painting was based on himself and he used a picture taken of him at five years old as a reference. The title of the piece was based upon a poem his then wife wrote, which stated, the hands resist him like the secret of his birth, alluding to how Stoneham was adopted and didn't know where he came from. Stoneham has stated that children's hands represent other lives. The glass door represents the barrier between worlds and the doll represents his guide between the worlds. Well, that makes me feel better about it. <laughs> yeah, that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Stoneham has since created a series of sequels to this piece, including a piece titled The Hands Invent Him, which was done in 2017. How sweet. This next one that we're going to talk about is really going to freak you the fuck out because it really freaked me out when I looked at it and I have it pulled up on my phone right now and it's really unsettling. It's called The Anguished Man and it was created by an unknown artist. Can you see that? I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's scary. That reminds me of a Scooby-Doo villain, that cotton candy monster. Oh yeah, (laughs) kind of, but more scary. 
um, obviously we're going to have all these pictures on our Instagram. So the painting is an oil painting that depicts a screaming man in shades of orange and red with hollowed out eyes, no defining features and no hair. Benjamin. Benji, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> it kind of looks like he was burned alive and that he's screaming at screaming in agony. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> Do you want to see it? Yeah, oh, Bobby showed me. And I, I showed okay, him. Okay. <laughs> the background is painted simply in shades of blue. I need to take that off my phone because it's scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> According to legend, the artist allegedly used his own blood to mix the paint. Shortly after the piece was finished, he committed suicide. Which I'm no. kind of confused as to how they know this. Uh, the artist was unknown. So, right. That's a good point. get your story straight, people. <laughs> An English man named Sean Robinson came to own the piece after it was passed down to him by his grandmother, who believed that the painting was cursed. He originally placed it in his basement because his wife didn't like the piece. However, it was moved into one of the bedrooms after the basement flooded. While the painting was in the bedroom, the Robinson family experienced a number of strange incidents. They claimed that they would see the shadowy figure of a man and that they could hear whispers and crying throughout the house. Robinson would see a dark faceless figure standing in his bedroom at night and his wife woke up to discover a stranger lying next to her in bed at one point, which obviously oh. left her traumatized. I would die. Yeah, I would not die. be okay. That's one of my worst fears is that I'm going to wake up and roll over and someone's going to be there that I don't want to be there. <laughs> my sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Benji. My sisters. <laughs> However, there was one incident that really shook the family up, and that is when their son, Keenan felt a presence push him down the stairs. Damn. Yeah. In 2011, Robinson uploaded a video to YouTube titled Ghost Activity Caught on Tape, Haunted Painting, The Anguished Man, which showed the painting in one of the bedrooms and was originally over eight hours of footage that Robinson edited down to just under three minutes. The video shows the bedroom door closing on its own and you can hear loud banging and scraping sounds. This video garnered over a million views and since then he has uploaded a few more which include distorted sounds and a ghostly figure running past the camera. I watched this the other yeah. day and... I'm a little skeptical, but. Did it freak you out? I mean, it didn't really freak me out because you couldn't really even see anything. And I was like, okay, buddy, like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. But getting into that, skeptics have questioned the validity of Robinson's claims and especially of the videos that he posted. In a 2012 episode of, of Discovery Channel's Weird or What, paranormal investigator Mike St. Clair was interviewed in a segment on the painting and he claimed that the videos were a clear hoax. He said the illusion of the door shutting on its own could easily be done by using a fishing rope attached to the knob in order for one to pull it shut and it to not be in the viewpoint of the camera. And he said that the ghostly figure could just be an actor or a child running past the camera, which it very well could have been. Robinson also appeared in the segment and obviously he denied any claims that his story was a hoax. It's always a bummer when people are like, nope, it's a hoax. Right. Because then it makes you really question it and you're like, okay, it could be a hoax. Yeah. But Robinson refuses to destroy the painting and instead he has placed it back in the basement so that it does not cause any more harm to his family. So when the painting is in the basement, it's like, um, it doesn't do anything. But when it's upstairs is when the alleged paranormal activity 
takes place. That's so weird. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I saw people theorizing that if, if it is haunted, the man in the painting, the anguished man just wants to be left alone. And when he's in the basement, he's left alone. But when he's upstairs, people are obviously in the bedroom and like looking at him and stuff. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting theory. Yeah. Oh God, why'd you give me that one? <laughs> There's different variations. <laughs> There's different variations of that painting, but that's the most terrifying one. So this last painting is not nearly as ter- terrifying in the looks department as the other two, but that hasn't stopped the rumors of a potential curse. I'm sorry, but I have to object. I think this one's the scariest. Scariest. <laughs> I think the English man is the scariest. The English man is scary, but this little fuck has black eyes. I mean, true. He's a black eyed child, but. Yeah, and that's no, scary. they're blue. They looked black on the screen. That's yeah, when you held it up, it looked black. Yeah, they're blue. It's just because when I showed it to you guys, it had glare on it. But I'm just saying, when I saw that, I felt like he was looking into my soul and it scared me. I'm not going to lie. He was a sad little lad because <laughs> mommy made him do the very screen You're going to hell. <laughs> That's it. You're done. <laughs> The Crying Boy refers to a series of paintings created by a Spanish artist named Giovanni Bragolini Bragolini, in the 1950s. These paintings depict a young child, most notably a young boy, crying. Okay, why are you painting this, first of all? Bragolini sold these paintings to tourists in order to remind them of the orphan children of World War II. Okay, that's a little depressing. That's your why. People from England, particularly young couples, were entranced by these paintings. So mass amount of copies were sold across the country. Damn. I wouldn't want a painting of a crying child in my house. Me neither. I wouldn't want a painting of a child in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Rumors of the curse came into play in 1985 when a newspaper article in The Sun, titled Blazing Curse of the Crying Boy, was published. According to the article, a couple named Ron and Mary Hall lost their home due to a fire caused by a frying pan bursting into flames. The entire house was destroyed except for their print of the Crying Boy painting. Interesting. I need to know more details. Where was the where was this print at the time? Was it close to the flames? Was it not close to the flames? Well, if was the entire house was destroyed, the painting was it in a frame through. though? Like, was it in glass and like a, or was it in a safe? Like, there's, I have questions. Yeah. Ron's brother Peter, who was a firefighter, claimed that this was not the first time this has happened. He claimed that he had seen numerous other fires in which everything except for that painting was destroyed. Okay. <laughs> I need evidence, Peter. <laughs> Within a day, hundreds of people reached out to the newspaper claiming they had fallen a victim to the curse of the painting as well. People claimed that the painting had caused deaths of family members and others claimed that they've tried to, they've tried to burn their prints of the piece, but the paintings would not catch on fire. Brooke, I know what you're doing tomorrow. What? <laughs> try and you're gonna print this out and try and burn it. Um, I'm not allowed to play with fire anymore. Remember? Yeah, actually, don't do that. That scares me. <laughs> I still live at home. I don't need that curse. Yeah. <laughs> Several restaurants that had copies of the painting also burned to the ground, with the painting again the only thing untouched by the flames. 
What in the actual fuck? Firefighter Alan Wilkinson stated, I, my name is Bill Wilkinson, <laughs> and I am 78 years old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, firefighter Alan Wilkinson stated that the curse was not real and nothing supernatural was occurring. Although he did note that since 1973, he had seen more than 50 crying boy fires. What a coincidence. No. I want some statistical modeling done on this on if it's related or not. Get to it, you little statistic modeler. Statistician. Statistician. Whatever. Actually, people wanted to get rid of their copies and fear that they soon, too, would lose their homes to the curse. This led to Kelvin McKenzie, who was the editor of The Sun at the Times, to have readers send in their copies and said he would take care of them. On Halloween night that year, staff members of the paper burned more than 2,500 copies of the painting. As time passed, the frenzy and the hysteria died down, and the curse was essentially over, if it had even been real in the first place. Hold up. Holy Spirit, activate. How did he burn them if they are unburnable? Oh, that is a good fucking question, honey. Oh, I see. We can <laughs> this right here. <laughs> like what? The boo busters Kelvin. actually debunk something. Get in, get into contact with the boo busters, Kelvin, because we want to know how you burned them if they're cursed. And now, time for a boo crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> Well, Bobby, if you want a little humor, I don't know. You might be scared of this, though, but I thought it was kind of funny Probably. for my boo moment. <laughs> I decided that I would talk about the bunyip, which is a mythological creature that stems from Australian Aboriginal folklore. You want to see a picture of this baby? Sure. Oh, my God. What's he doing? He's eating a person. That's terrifying. The bunyip is described as being an amphibious creature who lurks in the lakes, rivers, and swamps of Australia. There are varying accounts as to what the creature looks like, although there are two main categories that the descriptions fit into. 60% of witness accounts say that the creature looks like a cross between a seal and a dog, stating that it is between four to six feet long with a black or brown coat, round heads that resemble that of a bulldog, prominent ears, no tail, and whiskers like a seal. 20% state that it is a long-necked creature with a small head between 5 to 15 feet long, black or brown fur, large ears, small tusk, a head that is shaped like either a horse or an emu, a long neck that appears to be 3 feet in length, and a horse-like tail. And then the rest of the accounts are inconclusive, so... That's a, that's a wide range. I know. 5 to 15 feet. I know, right? Like, how big is he? Or she, we don't know. Depending on which variation that you hear, the bunyip is either a bloodthirsty beast that preys on women and small children, or it is a protector of wildlife. What? So thank Lord I'm safe. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or it is a protector of wildlife, punishing anyone who commits evil acts. I like that better. Yeah, I do too. 
It kind of reminds me of Smokey. Oh, Smokey the Bear. Yeah. But Yogi. Where's <laughs> Jeff when we need him? Okay, wait, hold on. Smokey the Bear doesn't kill people who don't. No, I mean like no, he like he just tells you not to like, them a little bit. Do bad stuff. Okay. <laughs> he was like, hold up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Smokey the Bear be starting their own fires. <laughs> During the 1840s and 1850s, there were a few alleged bunyip sightings, and there are a few fossils found during that time period as well, which were thought to have belonged to a bunyip. One such instance was in January of 1846, when a settler found a skull on the banks of the Murrumbidgee River. The settler claimed that all the natives who saw it classified it as belonging to the bunyip. The skull was put on display in the Australian Museum for two days. By July of 1847, experts had identified it as the deformed skull of a foal or a calf. So who knows if it was really a bunyip skull or if it simply was just a deformed skull of a more commonly known animal. Regardless, it's definitely interesting to think that at some point in time, bunyips could have been real. Those are pretty silly goofy. Pretty silly goofy moods. So, Brooke, do you think these paintings are really haunted or cursed? Um, I think in, if I were to rate which ones I would believe the most to which one I would believe the least, I would say the anguished man would be first, even though I'm a little skeptical of that one. The hands resist him would be second. And then the crying boy would be, I don't believe that one's haunted. I think I agree with you. The hands resist him one, though, I'm a little iffy on as well because of... Um, William Stoneham basically saying that it was based on his life. Like, I don't, like, why would it be haunted then? Yeah. But the anguished man is really unsettling and it freaks me out looking at it. Yeah, that was a little rough. What would you say? Do you agree with my assessment? I do agree with you. I would do them in that order as well. Yeah. What do you think, Emmy Boo? I think it goes anguished man crying boy and then the last one and then the first one bobby did huh. crying boy made me feel a certain way when i looked at it and i didn't like it <laughs> did it make you all tingly inside no it actually like kind of scared me <laughs> okay honey all right would you ever buy a painting if you knew it was haunted no <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the point, Bob. Thanks. Holy spirit. That is like those people who buy the haunted dolls. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to mess with that. Like, I feel like I would be curious about it. And in theory, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. But then I would do research on it. And I'd be like, nope, I don't want that in my life. (laughs) Absolutely not. Why would you willingly bring something like that into your life? Ed, Lorraine, tell us. Ed and Lorraine, Zach Baggins. Tell us. And then Lorraine, come back from the grave to tell us. Zach Baggins, hit us up on Instagram, please. Or actually send Aaron because we all know that you like to send him to spooky places and we're spooky. (laughs) What are your thoughts on today's topic? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew train. (laughs) Choo-choo.
Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out, motherfuckers.